We're talking about essentially great culture and great uh, living as believers. And so I just want to kind of take some stuff and share it with you and, and stir up your thoughts for a little bit. I hope it's going to be helpful. Um, G.K. Chesterton said this, and I love this. Jesus promised his disciples three things, that they would be completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. That's a great tester question. All three, let's be honest, right? Come on, work with me, work with me. Uh, uh, completely fearless is supposed to be what we're like. Absurdly happy and in constant trouble. I wonder if we kind of think like we shouldn't get in trouble. Now, of course, he means in trouble for all the right reasons, right? All the kingdom kind of reasons you can be in trouble. They were causing riots in cities as they, as they shared the gospel. In fact, it's getting increasingly um, uh, uh, probable that we will start to get more and more in trouble for the gospel in this nation. Anybody know what I mean? Yeah. Right? But we've got to remember that being in trouble is not a bad thing if you're in trouble for the right reasons. And I just love this quote because it gives you a sense of what this is all about. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. What is this all about? And that's the way that G.K. Chesterton put it. Let me give you the way that Jesus said it. He said in the Great Commission, um, they came to him and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, and it's one of those, we call this the Great Commission. Um, Do you know that literally means the great job description. Um, If you were having an annual review for your job and these were your measurable goals, how would you do? It's a great thought, isn't it? You can see I'm trying to cheer you up right at the beginning. Uh, Therefore, here's your job. Go and make disciples of all nations. God, it's so big I can read it without it. Baptizing, immersing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them, every, uh, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, that last phrase, that's Matthew 28, 18 to 20 if you're listening on the podcast or some other way. Um, I read these two, uh, Chesterton's quote and the Great Commission, and I have an image of the Hobbit. This group setting off on a great adventure. Or, or Star Wars, you know, where there is a common enemy. It has a sense of movement and adventure to it. And uh, we must make sure that we never lose that in who we become. Actually, church leaders, we must make sure that we never lose it in how church is designed. Because in the end, we can find ourselves doing stuff that kind of pleases people but doesn't please the king. But if we're doing it right, then something incredible will go on in our lives. If we are building, whether that's churches, ministries, or just our own lives, on wrong principles, because who knows that the spirit of the age can infect us. And what you end up with is a version of Christianity got a couple of videos to show you this morning, and they really show you what church is not about. And uh, what it is, is a little thing called Church Hunters. I don't know those of you that have seen it, but essentially, you know, you get, like you get location, location, location. People look in different how, oh, I like this, I like that, oh, couldn't like that. Um, now, it's all about church hunting, trying to find the right church for you. <laughs> what do we think it's all about? 
Now, the danger is the spirit of the age can just ever so subtly, actually, it doesn't matter how devoted we are, because we are soaked in essentially a selfish age, aren't we? And so very subtly, that can hit us. And I just thought we'd have a bit of a smile. Vicky found these, and I thought, these are funny. I can't not use them. So let's watch episode one. You're going to get two this morning. Look forward to it. Episode one of The Church Hunters. Nick and Molly just moved to the city and can't agree on what they want. They are young and energetic and looking for a new church home. We'll take some personality tests, tour the sites, ask some questions, and based on taste, experience, and location, we'll find them the perfect congregation. I'm Corey Clark, and welcome to Church Hunters. We're so excited to find a church. We just started dating. Um, with the churches we go to now, just not like for us, just not really doing it for us, you know? Right. I, I go to a satellite campus. I just find it hard to connect emotionally with a video screen. It's just... Okay, you cried during Cake Boss. So like we've been doing a lot of services online, a lot of podcasts. There are a lot of preachers we do like. Really good, but we want we want serious yet funny. Yeah, like commanding of the <laughs> stage yet relatable, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're more looking for uh, the humor of Andy Stanley with the body of Stephen Furtick. Hey guys, what's happening? I'm Corey. Good to see you. My name's Nick. This hey, is Molly. Hey guys, welcome to Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. So while it is traditional, it's still pretty current. Just okay. this year, the pastor started untucking his shirts. Oh, Ooh, that's wow. good. Big deal. He does dress his age though, so don't worry. He's past the Osteen suit phase, but he hasn't gone full Giglio yet. Okay, oh. so his holes in the knees or no? Well, it's frayed, but no holes. Frayed? Oh. No, okay, got it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So hey, let me show you around. Okay, right, come let's on. Do it. I do love this lobby. It's a great lobby. You know, yeah. it's not too big, not too small. Yeah. Should be enough room to catch up, chat with your friends. But here's a great thing. There's a bunch of side exits. So if you need to leave early and catch the game, you can do that. Got it. Yes. Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name. No, First Baptist? Who names a church that anymore? I just... Not these days. We're looking for like a Thrive Church, maybe Relevant Church, I don't know, Radiant Church, something. This is the soundboard they use here. Now remember, it's pretty traditional here. So when Sunday comes around, they turn it way down low. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. But the one knock on this church, they still use the child care numbering system on the screens. Ooh, for the... Yeah. Or as the moms like to call it, the Sanctuary Walk of Shame. The Sunday morning experience was just a little too traditional for us. For us. us. I mean, the pastor's main point, 157 characters. I can't tweet that. I really think you guys are going to love this place. I like it. We do. We like it. it. You know, it's diverse, but it's not like too diverse, you know? Um, Scripture-heavy sermons? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What about, uh, is it community-oriented? Absolutely. Great. Women in ministry? The parking situation, you guys got to see it. Super rare nowadays. Come with me. There's like a a maybe for when my parents come into town for a church for Christmas, Easter type of church. Like a holiday type church. One of the main reasons that I love this church for you guys is that on your personality test, Molly, you scored high in service and hospitality. Oh, babe. There's a great welcome team you could join. Perfect. And then Nick, you scored really high in need for accountability. Wow. And the men's groups here are amazing. You're just going to put that out there? Hey, God knows your heart, okay? On the next episode of Church Hunters. I think you're really going to love this place. They take relevance to a whole new level. This church identifies as interdenominational. This pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible. (laughs) Oh boy, you want to go to that church?
I've untucked my shirt now, right? We're, we're all right. <laughs> if we're not careful, it can end up like that. Ever so subtly, that it becomes about meeting my need instead of this great adventure that God has called you on. He's not called you into an air-conditioned sanctuary. He's called you to an adventure that lasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? It's an everyday thing that gets right into our souls. And I want to pick three words, and I've done this with some of our leaders uh, lately, but I want to do a version here for you today. I want to pick three particular themes from the Great Commission and just touch on them really, really briefly, uh, just to be able to catch something of the culture that he's called us to. What is this thing that we've called, been called into called church? And here's the first one. Jesus said, baptize. We we know this means literally immerse. I put the palm there because it's Palm Sunday. Okay. <laughs> that was my best joke too. And only, it was virtually a groan. Jesus said this. Listen, I've, I, I won't linger because I've done this point before. Jesus calls us to be immersed in the kingdom, immersed in him. Now, he's talking literally about baptism in water, but who knows that we're baptized into the body of Christ, sometimes even baptized into suffering, baptized in fire. There should be something that we are immersed in that is transforming our world. The kingdom doesn't work when we dabble. You either go all out or nothing. There's not a nice version. There's only the take up your cross. This is going to hurt you a bit, but actually there's great fulfillment beyond it. It's not, understand this, because we can teach this in churches and go slightly off. It is not about self-fulfillment. It is not about self-actualization. In other words, let's teach positive thinking. Let's teach I am the sum of my gifts and my longings. All of those things are kind of true. But catch this, before you ever get into the pasture of the pleasure of God's glory, you go through a narrow door of suffering. Yeah. When you take up your cross and you go, okay, I'm going to die to self. Something in me, if I'm living this right, is being baptized. It is dying. It is being immersed in who God is. Is. And let's be honest, mature Christians, work with me. It hurts sometimes, but I'm losing my life. And Jesus said this, whoever tries to keep their life, is it about the coffee selection? Or whether I approve of the sermon or give it marks out of 10 or the worship, give it marks out of 10. Is it my kind of church or is it I'm going to lose my life? Whoever tries to keep their life, here's the guarantee. Now, this is in red in the Bible, if you've got a good Bible. Right. You can't get away from this. If you try to keep it, you end up losing it. If you lose it, you will preserve it. The only way to live is to die. And that requires us immersing into who God is and what God says. We have to baptize, amen? It's, it's, here's, here's a great thought. Because often one of the things is, is the concept of being baptized into the body of Christ. We're part of a body. You know, I'm the, I'm the nose. Chris is the ear. I don't know. James is the knee. Bob, what do you want to... An eyebrow. Look at the good eyebrows this morning. They, they kinda, his eyebrows were just going there and you kind of got me, you know. I don't know. Which bit are you? Some, some bits are hidden but really vital like the heart and the... Right? So visibility doesn't have anything to do with significance but you've got to be baptized into it. And that requires a losing of self to immerse 
in what can be the dark place of relationships. It's like a plant going into the ground, a seed goes in, it's dark, it's dirty. It's, we'd all much rather live at the veneer level, let's be honest. But he says, no, the only way this kingdom is going to work in you is if you immerse. You know, it's Palm Sunday. And on Palm Sunday, Jesus came into Jerusalem and they were waving palm branches and they were taking off their, their cloaks and the Savior was coming in and they were shouting, Hosanna, which means save us, save us, save us. But look, something happened with that group. They didn't just wave palm branches in the air in worship. We love to do that. I want to go to the worship service. Something else went on. They lay their cloaks and the palm branches on the floor to care for the feet of the young cult. In other words, if you can't care for what's carrying Jesus, you won't get Jesus. And he's usually being carried in imperfect people. I've got to be able to put my cloak down, not for the feet of Jesus, but to go, there's the Savior, and he's riding on Bob. I've got to put my cloak down. I've got to look after Bob so he can carry Jesus into my world. That's what Palm Sunday... Palm Sunday isn't just celebrating Jesus. It's the fact that he rides into our worlds on each other. Stumbling cults who get it wrong. Stumbling cults who maybe have never done this certain thing before. But as we care for each other, we are allowing a baptism in deeper relationships through which flows God's grace into our lives. 99% of your prayers will be answered through someone. If you don't know how to baptize into relationships, you're going to miss the Savior. And, so we, and I know it's nervy and we kind of got to lose ourselves in it a little bit. But we've got to be immersed. And I'm sure we were mentioning revive teams and stuff like that last week and, and you know, the way that we allow people to meet together. And that's going to work for, for some may not work for everyone, but either way, you've got to find your way with your life and your career and your kids and, and your diary, whichever way you do it, whether it's through the church way, that we, the menu that we're able to present, that won't be for everybody. But everybody, if you want the kingdom, you have to find a way to immerse. And we'll provide some, but I know this. There are great Christians who will go, well, if that doesn't work for me, I'm going to find a way to immerse in the same principles in God. Amen. You've got to allow yourself to be baptized. The second thing that comes up, I love that picture. Don't you love it? Jesus said, go. We gather. Our nature often is to accumulate. We want comfort. We want the coffee right and the aircon right. Anybody? You know, you know what? These, these metal seats, they're not so comfortable, are they? Anybody got a cold bum? I do. I get a cold, you know cold posterior when I'm on them, but anyway, I wouldn't choose them. But listen, the subtle thing is we may think that this is all about meeting my need. Now listen, in those crisis times, it is about meeting your need. In those difficult seasons of life, it really is about meeting your need. That's what the body is for. But actually, it is an adventure. And the feeling should be, we're going on a mission together. We have a job to do. This movement. We're not allowed to settle and comfort. Pioneer. Reach new people because he's given us a job description. And so we're not here to sit feeling comfortable. We're here to go, 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 go. If the kingdom's in the room, you'll feel it. There's a go, 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 go. I don't care about seating capacity. It's sending capacity. How many can we send? Who will rise up and go? 
You know, many of you will know, we've been talking, we're, we're, we're looking at interest meetings in, in places like Market Wheaton and, and Beverly and tell me somewhere else, Brough and places like that. I was having a meeting this week about a possible church plant in Doncaster. Had another one that I'll tell you about another time. There, there's got to be a sense of, come on, there's people to reach. So test your heart against this. Can you feel a go? Now, it might be in an organized way where we're going as a church, but what about every Monday morning you go, you know what, every time I open my front door, I'm on mission. You see, it's got to be there all the time, isn't it? That, that sense of somehow in your world, if you are a disciple of Jesus, there's the go, 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 go. How many people has our lives brushed up against lately to tell them the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? All sorts of things fight against <laughs> all sorts of things fight against us going. Now, um, let me read you this one. Everybody my age and old is not going to like me for reading this one. Well, number one, caution, fear stops us from going. You know, let's be honest, our flesh wants it comfortable, isn't it? Yes. Really? It, here's a great saying, dust settles. <laughs> what are you made of? Right, when you in your fleshly form usually just wants to, oh, calm down, Jared, let's just. <laughs> but in God, we go from glory to glory to glory. So there's something in our humanity that always wants to settle, but something in our divinity that says, go, go, go. If you want to find out where the power of God is, switch over to the go. And you go, wow, life is working so much better when I run with the go. We get cautious. We don't like change. But here's a good one. You know, age is working against you with the go. Listen to this. Neurological studies have demonstrated a cognitive shift as we age. From right brain creativity to left brain memory, the danger is this. Listen carefully. We stop leading or living out of imagination and start living out of memory. There comes a point in your life when you were young, you lived out of imagination. You could be anything, an astronaut, a pop star. I wanted to be a waitress when I was five. I don't know. I was troubled, lad. But since the operation, I'm doing fine, thank you. When you're young, you, you, you live... Anything is possible. You live out of your imagination. You imagine the future and you run towards it. And let's be honest, you don't even care if there's a handicap in your way, if there's a, a disability, a thing that... As we get older, we get more intelligent so we know what we shouldn't be able to do. And secondly, we start to live out of memory. And they come, and I, you know, I'm, I go through this now because I've been through enough good times and bad times and moves of God and periods of boredness, to know I'm, I'm, the danger is I'm, I can start to recreate the past. Yeah. And actually the future is made up of a jigsaw of the past. Yeah. When actually in God, we're prophetic, we're supposed to be seers. That's it. You imagine the future and run towards it. Yeah. So that his mercies are new every morning, so that he can do brand new things. If not, we find ourselves 46 and we're just regurgitating history. When God says, is there a mind? Is there a brain? Is there a person? Is there a seeker of God who will genuinely do a new thing in their lives? Reawaken your imagination. 
So right, I was born with a go. I don't want to go back to yesterday. I want to go into tomorrow. But you have to work harder as you get older because your brain has got lots of other wiring now that says, well, let's do that again. And let's do that again. And it was so good when we did. So, let, so as we get older, we have to fight even more. No, no, no. Here's a great little secret. Just spend time. Get space. We don't have a lot of it, do we? So you have to make it on purpose and go, right, let me imagine the rest of my days again. When our imagination allows the filtering of heaven to wash through it, ah, no wonder you find in the Bible people 80 and older going, one more mountain, give me one more mountain. Oh, you see, Caleb and Joshua, they still had their go in them. If you lose your go, you've already started dying. While we ponder on that, let's have another episode, shall we? Previously on Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name. The Sunday morning experience was just a little too traditional. Hey guys, how we doing? Hey, good. Doing how are good, you? doing good. So I know you didn't love the traditional vibe of the last place, okay? Yeah. okay. But I think this church is really gonna do it for you. Yeah. It takes relevance to a whole new level. Behind me, you will see molded clay, jar art, tapestry, canvas, mosaic wow. church. Mm, I love beautiful. it. Right? So you've heard of interdenominational. Mm -hmm. right. And you've heard of non-denominational. Mm -hmm. Well, this church identifies as interdenominational. Wow, that's, that's perfect for us. It. it really is. But here's the kicker. A lot of celebrities go here. Yeah. What? Jeff Foxworthy. Oh. We love him. Yep. We really do. Ben Higgins from ABC's The Bachelor. Perfect. Several Real Housewives. Ooh, and Usher even came here one time. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, follow me. Come on. Let's do it. So refreshing. Honestly, that last church was just way too traditional. It was yeah. too much. It was like we left there feeling convicted. Like, uh, ugh, right? Right. We're just, we're looking for more of a Tony Robbins type story. Like inspiration, like a TED Talk with a Bible verse. Yes. Oh, yes. Right? It's perfect here. We love it. It really is. We love it. Awesome. Cool. Well, you guys know a lot of contemporary pastors speak out of the Message Translation Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. Or this pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible. Shut up. We love Tumblr, up. though. This is great. Wow. A lot of emojis, a lot of abbreviations. Oh, I couldn't ask for one. And how many seats in here? Oh, it is 6,000 altogether. Babe, 6,000. Wow. I got to be in this worship band. That's Imagine true. me up on that Jumbotron mid-guitar solo. Do you know how many Instagram likes you get? Oh, oh my gosh. We find it hard to find a church right now because I grew up Catholic. I grew up and Baptist, so... So, like, we, we drink. Yeah, but just in private. I mean, obviously, you get it. Basically, in terms of, like, worship, I think we're looking for, like, a Jesus culture type feel. Oh, I right. love them. Hillsong, obviously. Oh, obviously. leading you to the cross? Hillsong's great. Like a Bethel minus the spontaneous yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just for me, I connect in worship more when the leader is attractive. Personally, I'm a Carrie Job guy. Oh, okay. Well, she's married. Um, so is Christian Stanfield. Wow. <laughs> so one of my personal favorite things about this church is the service times. Okay. There's an 8.30, a 10, a 1 o'clock, a 5.30, and even a 7 o'clock service. Oh, there's nothing around like 2-ish? Yeah, for us, for what we need, 2, 2.15 is best. Yes. 
Uh, how many songs do they do during worship? Usually five, five and a half, depending on where the spirit leads. Oh, wow, babe, is that is that a, a lot? lot? Well, if that's too much that for you, they like have a program here called the Worship Assist Program. Okay. So if you ever get tired during worship, an intern will come out and just hold your arms up. You just keep worshiping the King of Glory. Just like that, wow. I love it. Um, you can still look super spiritual. And my arms get so tired from yoga. Oh, same. I actually like this church. I think we can make it work. It was all right. I mean, it was it was good, but like I emailed the pastor and he didn't immediately respond. So uh, we're taking these vessels elsewhere. There we go. I love that, right? That's not it. <laughs> go. Jesus said go, and there needs to be that, that sense that missionaries aren't people that we send to foreign countries. Missionaries meet every Sunday to be ready to go out to change the world every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Amen. We're all missionaries. And so here's, here's the third word. The first one is, is baptize. You have to immerse into this, otherwise it doesn't work. The second one is go. It is not about comfort. If it starts to feel like a club, and if you find yourselves over Sunday lunch having opinions over stuff that goes on, like it's a club, and how does it meet my need or my preference, you got the wrong kingdom. It should be a go. We're here to reach people. That's how Jesus put it. Amen. Then the third word he used, he said, Jesus said, make disciples. Here's what we do. We attend. We run projects, ministries. But Jesus is saying church should feel like a training school, a barracks, a coaching scheme. So here's a great thought. If we're doing this right, I should feel like a student and a teacher all at the same time. My L plates never come off. Now, here's the thing. Dust settles. Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable or unqualified. Anybody with me? I, I, I always, if I'm learning something, I hate the learning phase. When you're, you know, what, it, it might be squash, it might be, I don't know, anything, skiing. And you know as you tumble down the slope. Hey, Dad, ever tumble down a slope? Amen, brother. <laughs> when we were kids and we went, we went skiing on the, on, on the very cheap up in Spain. And, and so we kind of, we probably hired one or two pairs of skis and shared them between us. And, and we were out in the middle of nowhere so that nobody could see us because dad doesn't believe in lessons. They're just... <laughs> no, no, it's just everything should be wired in you according to my dad's theology. And so just get to the top of a slope and point downwards and go, son. You'll be, you'll be fine. That's just... And I remember stood next to my mum as dad is whizzing down this slope and my mum goes, ooh, isn't he doing well as he starts to tumble and tumble and tumble and tumble and, and sits all bloodied at the bottom of the slope and like, yeah, really well. Um, I don't know about you, I don't like that learning stage when the experts are whizzing by you. Ever been to the ice rink? You know, and there's always a few that you just want to go, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> I'm just a learner. You know? <laughs> and they're, when they're spraying you with ice and everything like that. That stage when you just know, I, it's how you feel, I look a fool, and they just look expert. Jesus said church should feel like a learning environment. Uh, Vicky and I were in a, a church last Sunday that we're just working with a little bit, and they did communion differently for the first time last Sunday, and they had some different kind of condiment 
things, you know what I mean, utensils and that. And, and, and so the, 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 the team that were going to hand that communion all lined up at the front. And you could see, it was great. I loved it because I was, I was stood on the front row and they were stood in front of me. And I could tell as the pastor handed them different kinds of plates and trays and this, that, they were looking at each other. What, 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 what do we do? Where do we go? Has he got the right thing? Has he sent us to the right block? Are we going to the right place? Where are you going? I don't know. And there was this slight look of panic all the way along the line of people that were going to serve out communion. And to me, this was perfect because I said, look, because I was talking about new things. You know that feeling that we hate? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Where are you going? Has he told us the right place? Where are we supposed to end up? They handed out all the communion cups and nobody knew what to do with them afterwards because they all took them at the same time and then they were all just left with plastic cups in their hands and they didn't know what to do. It was that slight feeling of chaos and I don't know what's going to happen next. And everybody was a little bit nervy. And you know what I taught them? That's exactly what you're supposed to feel like. That is a feeling that we push away. Because I don't know about you, we don't like to feel like learners or we don't quite know what's going on. We all want it all really nicely, clearly mapped out line upon line, like we know exactly what's going to happen. Listen, Jesus put it this way. Be a disciple, make disciples. In other words, be a learner. Be someone that's stepping into things you've never done before, stretching into things that panic you. Don't live in your comfort zone or you'll die in your comfort zone. Be a disciple. Learn to love that feeling of, I, I don't know, have we got the right thing? Where are we going? Where, did he tell us the right thing to do? Where do we end up? I'm not quite sure what happens next. This is a little bit scary. That's okay. You know when you feel like a learner? That's what church should feel like. So there's kingdom, and over here, dust settles. Which is it going to be? I want to feel comfortable. Or I want to be, feel challenged and growing and embracing new things in God. Amen? That's the third word. Be a disciple. And so here we go. The test. And I'll end with this. Are we living the Great Commission? And, you know, personalize it to you. Am I living the Great Commission? Here's three things if you're living the Great Commission. Number one, you should feel immersed in this thing called God, the kingdom, the church relationships, the Bible, the Spirit of God. There's a sense of immersing in it. It does not work if you dabble. I remember being in the African bush and I'd been taking malaria pills, I think something like four a day for four weeks before I got there, or two weeks before I got there while I was there and four weeks when I get back. And my South African friend turned around when he saw me taking my malaria tablets because we were in a malaria area. He wasn't taking anything, he was a local. And he said, can I have one of your pills? And I, I've been taking them for weeks. And that one pill is not going to do it. It's not just taking the right thing. It's right to come to church. It's taking the right dosage that changes you. A bit of God will actually probably leave you quite irritated and vaccinated against the true kingdom. You'll be dull to it. You're kind of go, oh, going on about that again. And we become churchified instead of kingdom. So it's not just the right thing. Are you taking the dosage that Jesus prescribed? I'm going to immerse my life in this. There is no shallow end version. Number two, you should feel part of a movement, not a club. A mission. 
that the go of mission is residing in you. Can you sense the go of... Now, for you, it might be that you're helping us plant a location in another part of Hull or East Yorkshire or beyond. But for all of us in this room, it should be, you know, somehow my Monday or my Tuesday night or my Thursday morning is part of my go. I am living a mission with Jesus. Challenging thought? Just dwell on it. Meditate and say, God, how can my life be a missional life? Because that's where the kingdom dwells. And number three, you should feel like a student and a teacher all at the same time as you never stop learning and you never stop helping others. That great old question, when's the last time you did something for the first time? That scary feeling of not quite sure what I'm doing and that humbling thing that actually deepens relationship in a great way. I'm not quite sure what to do here. Can you help me? Unity's built on stuff like that. When's the last time you needed a really great piece of advice? And so you sat down with someone in the room that you know in that area is ahead, whether it's about bringing up kids or marriage or ministry or career or finance, and said, can you help me grow in this area? That's what you should feel like if you live in this. It's a challenge, isn't it? And number two, on that subject, who are you helping? Now, listen, mum's in the room. Your job description's set. You know, there's, who mentioned it? Was it here? I've been somewhere recently where somebody said essentially, you know, there, there was someone greater than John and Charles Wesley. It was their mum. Can you imagine bringing up those kids and going, I transformed the world by being a discipling mother. I transformed the world. There's no one in this room that can't get away from the fact that we need to be investing what we know. Even If you've been a Christian two minutes, you're ahead of the person that's been a Christian one. Just investing as much as you know somewhere into someone. Don't ever let the, the devil lie to you and belittle what you know. When you start to teach what you know, you'll truly know what you know. Something powerful in that, isn't there?